Flower towns are the heart of America. Some say they're gone, moved on, or simply faded away. But there's a new American town on the map. It's a town with a big heart and an even bigger ambition. A town where modern progress meets rich history, where the arts meet innovation, and where companies meet community. A town that you can explore with all of your senses, from the fresh air in the Ozarks to the fresh cuisine on your plate. That town is Bentonville, Arkansas. A town to visit, to see, to breathe, and to discover. Visit Bentonville, a new American town. Hi all, Jen Cousins here with episode eight of A New American Town. We have a special episode for you today with Chad Cox, our guest. Um, Chad is the manager of the flight school at Summit Aviation and director of aviation for Runway. So welcome, Chad, and thanks for coming and joining us today. Appreciate you inviting me, Jen. So... First of all, let's start off with our little jaunt yesterday, because that was pretty exciting. Um, I got to go up in a helicopter that uh, is a smaller helicopter, which was pretty cool. Tell me what's kind of special about that helicopter. Um, <clears throat> we decided, uh, you know, it's time to add to the flight school rotorcraft training or helicopter training. So uh, we went out and looked at all the you know, possibilities in terms of what would make a good training helicopter. And we found the the safest, the quietest, um, the most, you know, crash-worthy helicopter that exists and the one that's best for training and uh, and, and brought it here to the Benville Airport. Um, so in terms of learning to fly, that's what really makes that one special. Awesome. So it was pretty spectacular to be flying over parts of Bentonville yesterday. Um, and... I loved how it felt really small and compact. And so it was a two-seater. Is that right? Yep. Yep. I don't think we could have fit anybody else in there. I don't think so. I don't think so. Maybe a chihuahua in the baggage or something, but that's about it. Maybe. Maybe. Um, And I have to point out that the fancy helicopter has a remote key entry, which is hysterical to me. You can unlock the helicopter from afar is that typical no i think they did that 100 just for style points you know, <laughs> i don't know that there's a huge practical need for that but um sure does make you feel cool yeah it does yes it does so chad a little bit about you how long have you been flying i've been flying for 12 years now 12 years and what's your favorite thing about flying hmm um well when i'm trying to get somewhere quickly it's it's the utility of it you know uh if uh you know we're visiting family in central arkansas i love getting there in an hour um but on a day-to-day basis and seeing northwest arkansas um you know in a helicopter you're i don't know a thousand feet above the ground seeing new construction or the new school going going up or, or things like that is really fun and and then just the mastery of something that, that I, I love that uh, I feel like I've I've continued to to grow as a as a pilot, and um, you know, going from just trying to fly straight and level to being able to talk on the radio, visit with some guests to the area, and um, and do it all well. Um, that, that's what I really enjoy at this point. Oh, for sure. When you were taking me up yesterday, um, 
you were telling me all of the things that you had to do at the same time. And I thought, oh, my goodness, there's no way I'm not very good at multitasking. I don't know that I could do that. But you say it's not like it's all in the training of it, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you you don't throw somebody in the deep end. You say, <laughs> hey, let's start here. Let's add this. Let's add this. And, and you sort of try to figure out where a person can transfer some previous experience and knowledge and, and apply it to, to flying, both be whether it be a helicopter or an airplane. Absolutely. So you let's start off um, with talking a little bit about Thaden Field and about the field house, because this is a fairly new Thaden Field's been there a while, but there's been a real um, revitalization of that area and of the field house, which is brand new um, and including restaurant a new restaurant and things like that. So you want to tell me a little bit about that and how the revitalization came about? Absolutely. Um, you know, I was, I was hired uh, by uh, Stuart and Tom Walton about almost six years ago. And they had a vision for just flying in the area, seeing that beyond the utility that, that, you know, we see with Walmart and Tyson and all of these, you know, of, of getting people out to businesses and all that. There's another side to aviation, which um, can get you out, you know, into the Ozarks and explore. And uh, and and their experience with other airfields, specifically in the UK, where aviation really isn't seen from that practical use, utility, but more of as a lifestyle and something that you enjoy and um you know, you, you can uh, apply skill and, and, and all that to, to becoming a better pilot, whether uh, aerobatics or whatever. So um, we visited and, and we we sat down on day one with the city and said, how could our airport uh, be a, a best in class and, and not compete with what they do at Rogers, which is very corporate and same in Springdale or, or, or Fayetteville or XNA, but be sort of a home away from home airport. And um, and the city bought in and we partnered and here we are five years later with uh, a new facility that's that really is uh, just fantastic um, in terms of, of what it can offer. Not only uh, people who live here on a day to day basis, but also people traveling through to, to see what an airport could be if you looked at it from a, a different perspective. So what are some of the things that make Thaden Field different? That's an excellent question. So one of the early projects that we started is, uh, well, we, we have a huge flight school to begin with. Okay. Um, it, it might be the largest in the state. Uh, Henderson down in Arkadelphia is another large flight school. But uh, in, in doing that much training, we thought it would make sense to train people to fly out into the Ozarks to these grass strips, this huge network of grass strips. And so one of the big projects was getting a, a grass landing strip beside our paved runway so people could, sort of like a gateway trail, so people could learn to safely operate in and, in and out of grass strips. So um, we got approval for that. Um, we, have, uh, we have a lake, which... Uh, most airports in the FAC is a, is a liability that, you know, it's, it's at the end of the runway. It can attract waterfowl and all that. Well, when we looked at the, the cost and, and all the, the difficulties around getting rid of that, we've, we've worked hard to make it an asset. 
And so now people can come to the field house, eat lunch, walk out onto the boardwalk, out over onto the lake or fish. In the spring, we'll be renting canoes and kayaks. And um, so so those are a couple of the, the big key features. One is it's extremely active. We had a <laughs> we had a high time pilot come in yesterday uh, to pick a plane up and fly down to Florida. And he said, man, I'm scared to come out of here. And we're like, well, what are you talking about? He said, there's so much traffic. And we said, well, everyone uses the radio. You know, it's very controlled. A lot of the traffic is the flight school. So um, so I would say most people are pleasantly surprised by the amenities, um, the amount of activity at the airport. Generally, aviation's, um, you know, airports like ours aren't well maintained and all that. And, and we've gotten the support through the city and, and private people to to have a really nice airport. Yeah, it's it's very nice. Um, I was out there last week, I guess, and was eating at Louise, the new restaurant there at the Fields House, and had the lovely pimento cheese hush puppies that were fantastic. And, um, and some great drinks out there. What inspired you to really start to have um, a restaurant at the a restaurant of that scale at the field house? That, that's a good question. Um, well, the first premise is is that most airports that have an active restaurant have a more active, you know, airport in general. So. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the restaurant can be the catalyst for more people coming out and a person who owns a plane spending more time at the airport as a destination. Um, You know, the second thing, though, is is a lot of airports that you go to that have a restaurant. um, You know, it's it's the uh, the the FBO, which um, in airport talk, that's like you're the person who provides the fuel and all the services. It's, you know, maybe their wife says, hey, I can cook a little bit and I'm going to have a restaurant. It's, it's very mom and pop. And, you know, you, you uh, sometimes that works out. Sometimes it doesn't. But uh, we teamed up with Rope Swing, um, who has a good track record here in town of, of doing good concepts and um, also a, a branding firm out of Austin called Foda to come up with a concept that not only looks and feels really, you know, on brand for what, what we're trying to share, um, but also offers good food. Absolutely. It was fantastic. And I can't wait to watch it grow and expand because it just opened like in the last couple of weeks. Um, so the restaurant is called Louise. The field is called Thaden Field. Do you want to tell me a little bit about Louise Thaden and, and tell our listeners how that is important and why that's important to keep to keep that name and that recognition going. Sure. Um, in, in your previous question, you asked about, you know, sort of like a, a it seems to be a bit of a renaissance at the airport. And um, years back, you know, they dedicated the naming of the airport as Thaden Field and Louise Thaden, who was alive at the time, came down and um, and supported all that. Back in the 20s and 30s, she was, you know, the premier a female aviator. Some people use the term aviatrix for female aviators. Um, and uh, she didn't get the recognition that Amelia Earhart has at this point. She didn't crash on an island. You know, she ended up retiring <laughs> and having, you know, a, a yeah. nice, healthy, long life. Ended up, uh, I think, dying of lung cancer because she smoked. But um, she, uh, 
she's an inspiration to me um, and, and to, to, to most every pilot out there. And, and I think we're all proud that, you know, it's called Fadenfield, named after her. She, she held the endurance record, the speed record, the altitude record for women. She held all of those concurrently. And, and then she also, in 1936, won the National Air Race, uh, beating out all the men uh, in a race across the country. I even set a record doing it. And um, and so, yeah, uh, calling it Fadenfield means a lot. Uh, it, it's more personal than simply just being Bentonville Municipal Airport, although the airport answers to both. <laughs> right, right. Um, part of your title is manager of flight school, and you mentioned that the the flight school has a lot of traffic then out at the airport. Um, what is that like? I I don't know a lot about flight schools because I do not fly, as we're probably happy about at this point. But if I wanted to learn to fly, how do I how do I get involved? And what is the what is the flight school like? What does that mean? Yeah, that, that's a good question. I think that's a foreign concept to most people. Firstly, uh, <clears throat> when a person's interested in flying, that the, the the really first step is uh, a discovery flight. So I, I believe we charge $105 for uh, what, what we call a discovery flight. So you'll get in the type of plane that you would train in with an instructor. They're going to talk about, you know, the plane and what's going to happen on that flight. And you'll go up for a little over half an hour and you will physically, you know, as as sort of a, your first lesson, you get to control the airplane a little bit and, um you know, see exactly what you would be signing up for. From that step, uh, if you say, you know what, I love that. I do want to learn to fly. I want to make this a career or I just want to, you know, just want to get my license, whatever. Uh, we set up an orientation. And so uh, there are three of us at the flight school that sit down um, with potential students and we talk about the cost involved. We talk about um, the effort it takes and, um, you know, what your options are at the end of, of training. Uh, one of those now being uh, the Oz One Flying Club. Um, so we talk about all that at that point. If they say, yep, I get it, um, I want to do this, then we set them up with an instructor. Most of the training is done one-on-one. You know, you'll come in, you'll study at home, um, you'll do a pre-flight briefing uh and you'll go on the flight and you'll talk about, hey, here's here's what we did. Here's where you can improve. Here's what you need to study. And it ends up being, for most people, you know, the national average for getting your license is around 70 hours of flight time. And we're a little bit under that, but um, that that's generally what people should, you know, sort of budget for and all that. Okay. About 70 hours. Wow. Um, One of the things you just mentioned were what the outcome of going through flight school. So whether that's recreation or, or um, I think you mentioned transport or what does that mean? And what are those differences? So a lot of people come in without really even thinking about the the recreational aspects of flying. Um, Normally you hear, you know, my wife's got family over in Alabama. We want to get over there. We're tired of making that drive. We think, um, you know, it would make sense to do it in a plane. And uh, and we're happy to, to sort of train people with that in mind, that being their goal. Uh, but then through training, people also normally discover that, wow, you know, like I, I 
unlike just driving a car down the interstate, I like flying through the air and, and seeing the Ozarks from above and all that. And so <clears throat> the the recreational side of it can entail utilizing a really uh, one of the most vast networks of airstrips in the country where we have 63 grass strips within 80 nautical miles of Bentonville that you can go and some of them you can canoe, you know, you fly down to Birds Adventure Center to the south and go canoeing, or you can fly over to the Buffalo Outdoor Center. They have an airstrip in Ponca and uh, they'll set you up with a cabin or canoeing or, or anything like that, or you can fly over to Gaston's. Um, so using, you know, this, this new tool to much more quickly access these remote places, um, ends up being something that that's a pleasant surprise to most people. Yeah, for sure. I had visions of flying over to Gaston's and doing a little trout fishing (laughs) for sure. Um, so people that don't live here. So, uh, Folks that are outside of Northwest Arkansas, if they currently have their license, why should they fly into Bentonville? Um, oh, yeah. So I, I got that call two days ago. A guy named Bruce up out of Wichita, and he said, "Hey, I'm I'm looking at this uh, website called the Airfield Guide, which is uh, the URL's Airfield dot guide, and uh, it's it's a database of all the places you can go." And he said, "I'm going here and here and here." And I said, sounds like you haven't figured out. That sounds like a really fun trip. I wish I had time to go with you. I said, but you really ought to base out of Bentonville. Go to the Bentonville airport first. You know, there's retail supplies. So if you need, you know, uh, kerosene for your lantern or if you need a a sleeping bag or beef jerky or whatever, (laughs) you know, you can get it from the retail. You can have, you know, good breakfast or lunch or dinner at Louise, the restaurant um, and make that your first stop before you go out and explore some of these. And, and, you know, the instructors at Summit can also, if if you don't have experience flying into shorter runways uh, th- that are more confined than a big, you know, uh, airport, then uh, our instructors can help with that as well. So uh, I think there's a lot of reasons that, that and, and when people land there, they're so happy to see a vibrant airport, you know, yeah. see hangar doors open and planes pulled out and the ramp full and students, you know, pre-flight and planes. So I've ran on a little bit long with that, but it, it really excites me. Absolutely. Anytime you can see that vibrancy in any situation, it's, it makes you excited for that. And I can't imagine flying in and seeing that because one of the things you had mentioned is that not all airports of this size are this vibrant. Um, and so what are the differences between that? We talked a little bit about that earlier. Um, besides that vibrancy, besides seeing the flight school, and you said there's only one other flight school in. No, there, there's a, a there's a lot of flight schools in Arkansas. There's only one that's even nearing, you know, about the same size. About as the us. same size. Yeah. OK. That has 100 plus students. Wow. That's a lot of students. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of students. How do you keep up with that? Um, well, you know, we use scheduling software and everybody has their instructor and we have meetings. It's, it's, it's a high personnel, you know, workload thing to make sure everybody's reaching their goals. Something you mentioned to me yesterday is that you're training instructors, um, with the helicopter. So then they will be able to train 
others on the helicopter as well as as well as in planes. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So specifically, you know, I instruct in helicopters. I don't instruct in airplanes. Um, and uh, we're, we're nearing opening the program with helicopters where we'll have uh, three instructors and plus myself to fill in a little bit. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, if you don't have the capacity with the instructors, it's very frustrating for a student who, Hey, I want to fly, you know, maybe twice a day. And if if your instructors aren't available, um, you know, so, so we're trying to get ahead of that need to make sure that, uh, when a person does decide to, and, and, you know, learning to fly a helicopter is a more costly, um, proposition than learning to fly a plane. So, you know, we're trying to really get our ducks in order now with that. You mentioned Oz-1. What's that? So uh, Oz-1 is the uh, flying club, and it's based out at Thaden Field, and it's based in the field house in terms of of their, um, quote, hideout. So they have a, uh, there's like a specific lounge for uh, members of the flying club. It's not a big portion of the building. The building Everyone should feel comfortable coming out and enjoying. But there's one room specifically for people who, let's say uh, you get your pilot's license and you say, okay, now what? I'm not really ready to buy a plane. Um, and I don't know a lot of people in the community. Well, that's really where the club steps in. So uh, with social events, with a specific place that has other club members, and then access to planes really at the direct operating cost. Um, so you know, if, if it costs, let's say, 110 bucks to operate a, a Husky, uh, which is a tailwheel airplane, that's about what they're charging to use it. So now you, the newly minted pilot, you don't have to worry about going out and purchasing a plane, insuring it, hangering it, doing the annual inspection on it, all of these things, which really are a hassle. You know, I go through that personally. Um it, it it makes a lot of sense to to pull that together in a club to bring the cost down to make it more social. Wow, that's exciting. And mm. what a community. What creating a very cool community within the within the aviation world here in Bentonville. That's pretty awesome. Um and the the website for that's oz1.club if anybody wants okay. to go to that. OZ the number 1? Correct. Or the spell that one. Okay. OZ numeral one okay. dot club. Awesome. Awesome. Um, what about people that may be more like me that don't have aviation background or they don't um, have a license or anything like that, but they're visiting the area? What are some of the things? How can they get involved in Thaden Field or or the Field House? What what does that look like for visitors or people in Northwest Arkansas and Bentonville? That That's a fantastic question. Um, I, I feel like it should be sort of like a mandatory stop for people who've never been here to at least check it out. Because uh, when you first enter the field house, there's the exhibit hangar. Uh, we've had the helicopter in there um, most recently trying to introduce the, the fact that, that program's starting. But uh, the next thing that'll be in there will be a... Uh, a Spitfire, which is an iconic World War II British aircraft. And uh, people can go in and they can, I mean, seeing those type of planes is, is really neat. I mean, it's absolutely a museum piece. However, it still flies, which is super cool. So you may look at it in the exhibit hangar one day and then find out that it's flying the next. Um, so so that will be a continually revolving 
uh, exhibit space, the hangar in there, which is, you know, where we were looking around yesterday. Um, Beyond that, you know, coming out and I feel like if if you're here over the weekend out of town, you should sit down and have a long brunch out on the lawn and watch planes take off and land. And then if you get so inspired, you can walk to the front desk and you can say, I want to fly one of those planes. And you can either take a discovery flight like we talked about before, or let's say that, you know, you and your kids just want to see the area from the air. Um, you can take a scenic flight. Uh, those are also, I think they're a hundred bucks. And then if you add additional passengers, it's 50 per passenger. Um, but, but there's, there's easy ways to get plugged in. And then, you know what, if, if, you don't want to do any of that. You just want a cool T-shirt. Those, those <laughs> are sold as well. Yeah, there's some cool T-shirts. I I saw them the other night when I was there for dinner and I was like, oh, I think I need a T-shirt. You can just get them there at the desk um, and they're in that great retail space. What what was the motivation behind the retail space? Um, it, It's a blend, really. It's a blend of, uh, you know, on a personal level, uh, I'll take an aircraft from, you know, one part of the U.S. to the other, and I'll have to stop because it's a small plane or whatever, or helicopter, and and I'll go into these uh, airports, and there's a vending machine with, like, with with either chips, or you can get a Coke, and that's it. You know, that those are my <laughs> options for lunch, and I'm not going to stop and take a courtesy car and go into town and yeah. don't have time for all that. So uh, part of it is, is, you know, on a personal level, what would I want, you know? Yeah. And, and so that's where like the beef jerky comes in and, and, um, you know, we have sardines and all kinds of crazy stuff that, that, that people can sort of transport with them. Um, then there's the branded merchandise, the things that say like fly Oz, which represents the network of airstrips in the region or Thaden field talking about, um, you know, the sort of Louise Thaden's legacy and all that. Uh, and then the last is pilot supplies, you know, hey, I need a new fuel strainer or I need a, a map, you know, or, you know, if you're one of the students and you're looking for, you need to buy a new headset, all of that's offered uh, in the retail space. Fantastic. And then photo set that up. Uh, that's that group out of Austin. They did a really nice job of making it look clean and, uh, you know, yeah. match the building. It looks great. And at first you're like, oh, are those for sale? And then you realize that it's a whole for sale, but it blends. It's it's not um, startling. Right. Which right. is kind of nice given it's. Yeah, they hit the sweet spot on yeah, that. Yeah, they did. They did. Um, so what else do, would you like the people listening, uh, whether they be in Bentonville or in other parts of Northwest Arkansas or throughout the country, what would you like them to know about Bentonville? Um, I feel like what, what, you know, there's a, a big group of people that have been working on this. Uh, and, and I would say people should know that in Bentonville, aviation on many different levels is more accessible than most places. It's not a tall fence where you're getting badged up or, you know, or just people are saying, Hey, you're not part of aviation already. Please go away. This is, I feel like uh, this town has embraced aviation and, you know, the, the, the companies that are out there, Summit, uh, for the most part, have, have said, look, at whatever level, come out and um, check it out and maybe be a part. So uh, 
I just love that doesn't matter who you are in an instant, you can feel, you know, very much a part of what's going on out there, being on the lawn by the runway or, or anything like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I completely felt it. Um, Chad, thank you so much for coming in today and visiting with us about all of the things happening at Thaden Field and at the Field House. And we look forward to watching it continue to grow and watching more more traffic at Thaden Field. I appreciate you inviting me. Absolutely. All right, listeners, thank you so much for listening to episode eight of A New American Town. Don't forget to download, subscribe, and share with your friends all of this episode and the previous ones. We'll have another one here in just a few weeks. 